Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin. Welcome to Spooky Saturday. Welcome, welcome. Beep boop. Here we are. Beep boop. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Those that listen on the podcast and those that are here live and those also on YouTube. Uh, Welcome. Yeah. Uh, Kayla was in a hellfire explosion and her hair flew off. Just kidding. (laughs) Those. (laughs) I have been in a month and a half long crisis and it just like tipped the scales the other day when one of one of my birds tragically passed it was very sad um and i shaved my head so rest rest in peace big meanie uh you're the best fly free and yeah and also it was kayla's birthday and all this horrible stuff happened to her so everyone give kayla some love i want to shave my head i'm gonna shave it everyone give kayla some love uh too many things happened to kayla so she shaved her head Everyone, don't tell my know, mom. Just in the kidding. Everyone says it looks great. Thank you, everyone. I think so too. Thanks. I, we Thank were you. saying how high Thank fashion you. she looked. I think it looks high fashion. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to wear my my new works yeah. jumpsuit. We stand new works yeah, here. I love. Oh, did you see the new pattern they were coming out with? Yeah, oh, is it, it the like, leopard? But print? They're also like screaming yeah. rainbows. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, Eric Hall, thank you for the peats. Thank you, thank you. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ripley. I can see that. You got went full-blown Ripley with the shaved hair from Alien. Oh, that's, I've been, I have been told that. And then obviously Eleven yeah, as yeah. well, that I'm serving adult <laughs> Eleven looks. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just have too much hair and haven't been able to get a haircut. So it, I have enough hair for just like. Just let it, let it grow for forever. Like seven people. <laughs> like anyone would like some hair, I wish I could give it to you. But yeah, welcome. So because we've all been going through so much trauma lately, we decided to do an episode about the end of the world. Um, That's why we're here. We're going to talk about the end of the world, mostly as far as current events go. (laughs) Obviously, most of the comments that we see about end of the world things involve uh, the Rona. Yeah. Someone pointedly said to me today that, like, we can't use the term avoiding people like the plague because, as we now know, people do not actually avoid each other when there is a literal plague. So that does not work anymore. No. <laughs> That's really sad. People don't follow CDC guidelines. Oh, so. Oh, yeah. Roxy Rondell also said to the EU, uh, it looked like Evie from V for Vendetta. Yeah. That's oh, true. cool. That's, that's. You know, that might actually fall under oh, apocalypse yeah. theories because isn't that movie like similar to what's yeah. going on I mean, now I feel in like a lot of ways? Point, you're, we're just LARPing. We're just cosplaying, we're just uh, <laughs> not cosplaying, but like apocalypse LARPing, really. That's why I got my apocalypse haircut just in preparation for this episode. <laughs> so welcome. Anyone who's new. I'm trying to think there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I had like a really good thing and I just totally lost it. I guess like before we started, I was just like, so in awe by your haircut that I forgot what I was going to talk about. It's on my tweets. I forgot to warn you because I, I haven't know. seen anybody. I was like, in a while. whoa. 
I know it's here. <laughs> in between all my tweets of like liking people's pets, but it was something about oh god. I know all my like tweets liking people's pets and like a cassowary and like uh Caitlin Hackett's beautiful art oh god we also stand Caitlin Hackett yeah please follow pictures of nature I know I liked it specifically for spooky Saturday because there was a theory going around oh I found it all right current events this was by far the best covid slash rona slash whatever we want to call it conspiracy theory debunking that I've seen, apparently, from the 2011 film Captain America, The First Avenger. People are saying that that, that film predicted the coronavirus <laughs> here. Uh, I genuinely don't remember it's that just film. just Captain America, so like the, the first me. one. I'm going to show you this. <laughs> here it is. Here it I'm is. Concerned. The coronavirus shown in... In Captain America, the f- the first Avenger. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there it is, in the background. Could you believe that they show a virus behind his right shoulder? Could you believe? And for those in yes. the podcast, so it appears- it's a picture of Captain America in Times Square. And on the right is a picture of the virus. I know. And on the left is a bottle yeah. of Corona. Therefore, so therefore- A plus B equals ab <laughs> the coronavirus <laughs> all right now some super sleuths who decided that th- this was dumb as heck yeah went on fair. and was like what is happening i we need to know what's happening so through this whole thread which i will link in in um the comments and the show notes you can go down the thread through sleuthing they discovered are you ready for what it actually is they discovered that it was a New Year poster, and it is spaghetti. <laughs> like it's. Oh, I thought it was a firework. It's a, sp- it's a Happy New Year spaghetti. It's spaghetti. <laughs> wow. Oh. See, this is the Mandela effect yeah. somehow, sort of, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I see the virus, therefore it's yes. everywhere. Yes. Um. Anyway, so that's that's my favorite that's my favorite current coronavirus conspiracy theory would be where the answer is just some uh firework made of spaghetti. So some of spaghetti. spaghetti. Um yeah. Wow. So I will I'm going to link that in the chat right now and you can see they went through a whole bunch of like they were like okay, advertisements the year that it came out, all this other stuff and they were like it's it's spaghetti. <laughs> So there you go. When someone tries to tell you, there we go, spaghetti. When someone tries to tell you otherwise (laughs) that the coronavirus was predicted in Captain America, they're wrong and dumb. (laughs) It was was just spaghetti. So anyway, I did some research on um, a lot of like historical and medieval apocalypse theories there's been a lot just in case anyone wants to, there's been a lot a lot of apocalypse theories oh another reason my hair looks bad is because it's 50 degrees and raining outside today and i went for a walk and my hair just got totally soaking wet so oh my god stop it it does not look bad it looks beautiful and I'm everyone saying, will agree i'm like a vampire <laughs> no <laughs> 
So I, I'm happy to go first with a couple of theories, or we can do a quick recap of all of the known times that the apocalypse was going to happen before you go into your current events and then I go into like historical stuff. Whatever. Oh. Um, more or less, all I'm saying hmm. is that it happens a lot. So if anyone right now is like, yes. all of these things are aligning to be the end of the world, or like, you know, the the people on Facebook posting in like apocalypse groups or whatever, they're wrong. It's There's been so many times that humanity has decided that it is the apocalypse and things are bad. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a really interesting, like, I feel like it's almost like some kind of ingrained part of our brain that's like after all the research i did i feel like it's like our lizard brain kind of like our our fear and anxiety of things like being apocalyptic in the sense of like our lives ending i feel like it that it's part of almost like ingrained in our dna to feel like things are ending if that makes sense yeah and to like fear like i mean like like a prey instinct probably to like to fear some like I feel like when you are at the top of the food chain, there's got to be something that you have to be afraid yeah, exactly. of. Exactly. You're not. We're not like an alpha predator. Maybe we are. I don't know. But like, I feel like you still right. have to have some level of fear to maintain survival. Yeah, exactly. So therefore, we get scared of dumb shit like spaghetti. <laughs> like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti. Like Neverwinter Fool said, it is. It's in the amygdala, which is our little lizard. Our lizard brain being like, it's time to panic. So I feel like that's another big reason why a lot of people right now are scared because there is a threat of having a virus, but we're dealing with it. It's not the end of the world. It's just our nature is to panic. So so that's that's what I think comes out of this. But um, there have been some really hilarious and really unfortunate times that people have predicted the end of the world. There's a documentary on Netflix that I watched, um, and I can't think of the name right now. Maybe you guys can find it, because that's another thing I wanted to link, um, about this one dude who said it was going to be the end of the world, had a whole church of people that said it was going to be the end of the world. They all, like, sold their houses and were, like, waiting for the end of the world, and the end of the world did not come. (laughs) It did not come. (laughs) And <laughs> I'd be so pissed if I sold my house. Like they were like ready for the end of the world. And this has happened multiple times where people are like ready for the end of the world. And you'd think by now, like after it's been wrong so many times that they would stop. But nope. Nope. I'm trying to find it. And there's so many apocalypse themes. I know. And no, they had kids. On Netflix, they had kids apparently. Too. Yeah. It was about, I'll. It was, if I can't find it now, I'll link it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, it was Harold Camping. No. Harold Tabnazia, Camping. no. Your brother's ex sold her house in Pewaukee and moved into the California mountains over 2012. Oh, boy. Oh, that <sighs> sucks. Oh, no, Angel, no. Angel said mom sold our house to take a month-long Disney World vacation because she thought the rapture was coming. I hope that's a joke. Please tell me that's a joke. <laughs> this has happened many, many times. Um, I will go down the list before Kayla shares. Yes, it's a joke. Thank you, Angel. Okay, Angel's joking. It could not be a joke. <laughs> people do that stuff. Like, from what I've read, people do that stuff. Um, so here is the here is the comprehensive list of times that people thought oh the boy. world was going in. It's going to take a while, so just hold on. 
I'll skip over like oh the 66, like the like early. So pretty much it's the only ones that we currently have, obviously, are the ideas of the Christian apocalypse, like the rapture, which is right after Jesus was born. Um, so and it comes up a lot. A, there's a lot. Um, and it starts in year 66, <laughs> which is the Jewish, Jewish essence sect of ascetics saw the Jewish uprising against the Romans in 66 to 70 in Judea as the final end time battle, which would bring about the arrival of the Messiah by the authority of Simon coins were minted declaring the redemption of Israel. So that was after Jesus, interestingly enough. Uh, there was, after that, Hilary of po- Poitiers thought that the, the French bishop said that the world would end during this year. Martin of Tours said the world was going to end. It, it, there's about eight more times up until the year 1000 when Pope Sylvester II and others predicted this date, the millennium, of course, including post- Pope Sylvester II. As a result, riots are said to have occurred in Europe and pilgrims headed east to Jerusalem. Other historians, however, have disputed that any of these ever these ever took place. So pretty much the, the things that are way, way in the past, we don't have as solid evidence as we would like. Then now in like the greater middle the greater Middle Ages, we have a bunch of a bunch of them that are like more fun, I think. More fun end of the world scenarios. Um Yeah. Have fun with it. Joachim of Fior. Uh, the Italian mystic determined the millennium would begin between 1200 and 1260. That was another end of the world. Pope Innocent III predicted that the world would end in year 666. Of course. Ooh, <laughs> fair. 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 Fair guess. I feel like that's the yeah, safest yeah, guess. Yeah, that was a pretty That was a pretty safe guess. And then, uh, so, Yohemides, after his 1260 prediction failed, the follow of Joachim of Fior, or what, yeah, what came of Fior, rescheduled the end of the world to 1290, and then again to 1335. Just keep moving it forward. Just keep moving it up. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah. Just keep moving it up. It d- it was on a delay. It delayed. Didn't, yeah. you know. So, and then everyone the thought it was the end of the world in between 1346 and 1351, because that was when the Black Death started spreading across Europe, and it was interpreted by many as the sign of the end times. Makes sense? Like the, like rona. the coronavirus. <laughs> The best part, oh though, is this is what? How many? Like 500 years ago? 400? 600 years ago? And people were still doing the same thing because a disease started? Do you think they also were supposed to stay inside and didn't? And, like, didn't I mean, wear masks? No, they they were plague doctors. At least someone was wearing a mask. <laughs> someone yeah. was doing it. No, they because they didn't back... They didn't... They still didn't understand how diseases worked. So they... A lot of the... The reason why plague doctors wore masks was not because of them knowing about, like, like m- microbial viruses. It was about them thinking that the smell caused disease. So they oh, put yeah, herbs they in put, the mask. Like, yeah. Sm- so they thought that the, the yeah. smell was causing disease, when in reality, I mean, it... In a sense, it was, but with the plague, it wasn't airborne. It was caused by pustules. It was caused by fluid contact. And fleas, of course. Fleas are what how, caused it. How easily was that true? Yeah. Fleas Ugh. from rats are what caused the bubonic plague. Oh, so anyway, Black Death, end of the world, 1346, 1351. There's more, but we'll move on just because, I mean, that's obviously the biggest. Uh, Hans Hut in 1528. This German Anabaptist predicted the end of the world would occur on this date. Um, the 1st of February, 1524, London astrologers, a group of astrologers in London predicted the world would end by a flood starting in London. Based on calculations made the previous June, 
20,000 Londoners left their homes and headed for higher ground in anticipation. (laughs) The 1st of February, 1524, people literally went to higher ground. 20,000 people, which was was probably like a third of London or something back then. I think London had like, well, no, it's had more people. London had like a few billion. There's just a few more. Pierre de Ali in 1555, around 1400, this French theologian wrote that six... 6,845 years of human history had already passed, and the end of the world would be in the 7,000th year. Nope. Uh, 1588, Regio Mantis, Matanus, which is a sick name, uh, the mathematician and astronomer predicted the end of the world during this year. Nope. 1st of February, 1624, London astrologers, the same astrologers who predicted the the deluge of the February 1st flood, recalculated the date 200 years later. Didn't happen. Um, (laughs) Still going on. We're still here. Still going on. Um, Christopher Columbus, our our controversial and probably a douchebag boy from 1656 in his book of prophecies also wrote a book of prophecies included on top of all of his murders said <laughs> uh, predicted the world would end <laughs> murders the world would end during this year in 1656 did not you're wrong christopher columbus you also did a bunch of murders um yeah he's wrong about yeah. a lot of things terrible joseph mead in 1660 claimed the antichrist had appeared in 456 and the end of the world would come in 1660 Again, going for the oh, sixes, yeah. so yeah, I that's think that's a, a fair, fair free, guess. You know, 1655, yeah. 1657, the Fifth Monarchist, a group of radical Christians, predicted that the final apocalyptic battle and the de- destruction of the Antichrist were to take place between 1655 and 1657. Did not. Did not. Good old Puritans start, you know, coming in and saying saying stuff because that's, you know, that's what they do. 1697, Cotton Mather puritan minister predicted the world would end by this year after the prediction failed he revised the date of the end two more times <laughs> His cotton, name is cotton mather mm-hmm. wow yep. interesting there's a few more all along the same vein there's quite a few in the 1600s there's a few less in the 1700s i feel like maybe like the rise of I don't know, liking pretty things more than the apocalypse, like might have had some had something to do with that. Though William Whiston in 16th October 1736 was a theologian that predicted a comet would collide with Earth on that year. Did not. Um, a few mathematicians mm. predicted predicted it. Oh yeah, Cotton Mather redid his date to 1716. World didn't end. Yeah, he in tried. 1792, the Shakers. If you know the Shakers, they're like they're like the um. The Quakers, but the Shakers are a different sect of the Quakers. A Christian sect found in the 18th century England predicted the world would end in 1792, then 1794. It did not. And then we get to the 19th century. There's still there's still a bunch. There's probably like about 30 in the 19th century. This person named Wovoka, the founder of Ghost, the Ghost Dance Movement in 1890, predicted in Ooh, the Ghost the Dance what? Movement, which is hold on. A new religious movement incorporated into numerous Native American belief systems. According to the teachings of the Northern Paiute spiritual leader, Wovoka, renamed Jack Wilson, proper practice of the dance would reunite the living with the spirits of the dead, bring spirits to fight on their behalf, and make the white colonists leave, and bring peace, prosperity, and unity to the Native American peoples throughout the region. Which, that's fascinating. That is Yeah, so they literally are going to summon the dead to chase off the colonists. That's... Really that's, interesting. That's really cool. 
Um, so Mother Shipton, a 15th century prophet, was quoted as saying, the world, the world to an end shall come in 1881 in a book published in 1862. In 1873, it was revealed to be a forgery. However, this did not stop some people from expecting the end. I think probably, though, I have to say that Ghost Dance is probably the coolest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. 20th century. Believe it or not, this is what blew my mind, okay? 1800s, there's like 30 different ones, right? 20th century, it like quadruples. There are so many in the 1900s. People started just panicking about the end of the world in the 1900s, probably because World War II, because of all the, you know, all of the yeah. technology and everything. Like, there are so many. I'm not even going to get, there's just, there's just a lot. There's a lot, a lot. Um, so it goes on and on and on until, of course, 1999, the millennium. A whole bunch come around around the millennium. Uh, Y2K, all the other things. The 6th of April, 2000, the leader of the true and living Church of Jesus Christ of Saints and the, of the last day predicted the second coming. Did not. Oh, I think yeah. I remember that. I think I remember that. Because they were like, Y2K didn't happen, but Jesus gonna arrive, uh, gonna get back yeah. up this Easter. Like, and there's And there's, like, not. there's a lot also from older like older scholars and things like that, or like older medieval people who predicted the end of the world would come later. Obviously they would just say like, Oh, it's going to happen in 2000. Let's probably picked a date. They're like, I'm going to be long dead. Who's going to know? <laughs> like, Yeah. It just keeps, it keeps going. And then of course we get to the 21st century where we all know about the 2012, 2012 uh, end of the world did not happen. Uh, yeah. Harold camping yeah. is the documentary that's on Netflix. Camping predicted that the rapture and devastating earthquakes would occur on 21st of May, 2011, with God taking approximately 3% of the world's population to heaven, and then the end of the world would occur five months later on October 21st. That did not happen. He, like, redid it, like, three times. Um, One of my favorites, obviously, was from our good friend Rasputin, Grigory Rasputin. He said the world was going to end on the 23rd of August, 2013. Rasputin, a Russian mystic who died in 1916, prophesied a storm would take place on this day where fire would destroy most life on land and Jesus would come back to earth to comfort those in distress. Did not. Um, (laughs) Someone said that another wonderful conspiracy theory about Nibiru, Planet X. If anyone knows about Planet X, apparently there's a theory that there's a planet outside everything that every, like, thousands of years or something comes close to Earth and aliens jump off and, like, kick us in the ass or something it's called planet x i yeah, wish they Nibiru would planet x it's Jeez. wild um david mead in 2017 he said that Nibiru would come become visible and would soon destroy the earth did not and that's it there is some new ones coming down coming down the line um someone predicted that the end of the world would take place in 2020 still the verdict is still out might happen it <laughs> still could Jean happen <laughs> Um, she previously predicted the world would end on February 4th, 1962. It didn't. Um, 2021 was a a pastor said. 2028 was a Christian fundamentalist said the most likely date for the rapture. There's just some more. And then, then we get to the real existential crisis, which is, uh, 300,000 years from now in approximately 300,000 years. WR-104, a triple star, is expected to explode in a supernova. It's been suggested that it may produce a gamma-ray burst that could pose a threat to all life on Earth should its poles be aligned at 12 degrees or lower towards Earth. However, 
Spectroscopic observations now strongly suggest that it is tilted at an angle of 30 degrees to negative 40, and so any gamma ray burst shouldn't hit Earth. So it might end in 300,000 years. Wait. We are not, the Earth is not going to be in existence in 300,000 <laughs> years. Anyway, in a million years, uh, Earth will likely have undergone a supernova volcanic, or super volcanic eruption large enough to erupt 3,200 kilometers to the third power of magna, magma, an event comparable to the Toba, Toba super eruption 75,000 years ago. So at least in a million years, okay. we will have a super eruption. In 100 million years, Earth will probably be hit by an asteroid about 10 to 15 kilometers in diameter compared to the size of the one that triggered the extinction of non-avian dinosaurs. And then in one to five billion years, the estimated end of the sun's current phase of development, after which it will swell into a red giant, either scorching or swallowing Earth, will occur around five billion years from now. However, as the sun grows gradually hotter over millions of years, Earth may become too hot for life as early as one billion years from now. Okay, 100%. We will destroy the Earth. (laughs) Probably within our (laughs) lifetime, honestly. So no worries there. It will not exist. We will have left and abandoned yeah. this planet and formed the United Federation, hopefully, hopefully yes. and fight Space yeah. Satan. Space Satan. Um, etc. But we're definitely going to destroy yeah. the planet well before then. Well, we're well on the, the best way. Part it's fine. Out of all of these different predictions is that the end of the world is guaranteed to happen when the sun explodes. So. True. Can't get past Can't that. Can't get past that. Unless we build. What if we build a giant like armor shield like a around Dyson the sphere so when the sun explodes <laughs> yeah what if well, we do that holly do. then what you hopefully can't guarantee but you know as of now we can't even like i don't know give everyone equal rights so let's just like try <laughs> <laughs> let's just calm down actually let's yeah, set our, our expectations need, they lower. need to be real low right now Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway so that's that's that uh, if you want to talk about some silly things i have a bunch of fun I found a free book online uh, about the medieval apocalypse, which is fun. So it's like a 300-page book for free on Google Books. For free? Yeah. Wow, Google Books. Teaching us things for free. For free. So that's fun. And it also talks about the definition of the word apocalypse, which is what I'm going to give you guys from it because I think it's really interesting. But uh, why don't you tell us about some of the things you found? Oh, my gosh. Well... One of the websites I found was, like, the top ten apocalypse things that didn't actually happen. And you mentioned some of them, actually. There's so many that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, these these were the uh, t- top ten failed doomsday predictions, thanks to LiveScience.com. So that seemed more legit than my normal source. Um, but there was the Prophet Hen of Leeds, which was in 1806, which... Um, says history has countless examples of people who have proclaimed that the return of Jesus is imminent, but perhaps there has never been a stranger messenger than a hen in the English town of Leeds in 1806. It seems that a hen began laying eggs on which the phrase Christ is coming was written. As news of the miracle spread, many people became convinced that doomsday was at hand until a curious local actually watched (laughs) the hen laying one of the prophetic eggs and discovered someone had hatched a hoax. So someone, like, wrote Christ is coming on all these, like, chicken eggs. I know, isn't that so cute and pure? And someone was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with this guy and just wrote (laughs) Christ is coming, like, to kick your ass or whatever all over these eggs and, like. What year was this? I can't. This one was in 1806. The Prophet Hen of Leeds, which is, like, the coolest. I love that. It's so cute. I love that I thought you would like that one. scratching, like, 
the end of the world in the dirt. <laughs> just like Charlotte's yeah. Web, but yeah, it's yeah. just an apocalyptic chicken. That's great. Um, there was also one of the ones that I like that I remember is and now the thing's not gonna load, but Haley's Comet. Remember that was a oh, thing yeah. where that was discovered and everyone was mm-hmm. freaking out. I was gonna read to you about it and now my phone's <laughs> not working. Um do you remember like because is Haley's Comet the one that like circled around yeah, the Earth, I think right? So. A certain I amount think of so. time. Um let me see, I'm gonna pull it up on my computer. Yeah, people made comet shelters, said Jerry. I remember that. Comet shelters. Yeah, it says uh 1881. An astronomer discovered through spectral analysis that comet tails included a deadly gas called cyanogen um, related to cyanide. This was of only pasturing, passing interest until someone realized that Earth would pass through the tail of the comet in 1910. Would everyone on the planet be bathed in deadly toxic gas? <laughs> that was the speculation reprinted on the front pages yeah, of the New would, York Times. Would it? Resulting would in widespread get, panic. Get what? Toxic gas? Who knows? And then apparently some scientists were like, nah, nah, dude, it's fine. And then it was fine. And then they talk about Pat Robertson, which I think is the guy from the documentary you watched, right? No, that was Harold. Was it Pat Robertson? Pat Robertson is another, like, super religious, like, megachurch guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a televangelist, which... Whew. When did he say the world was going to end? just was like, Jesus. 1982. All right. 1982, so... Yeah, he's the 700 Club guy with the lady with pink hair. Yes. There was also the Heaven's Gate in 1997, oh, yep. which was when C- Comet Hale-Bopp appeared in 1997. Rumors surfaced that an alien spacecraft was Ooh. following the comet, covered up, of course, by NASA and the astronomical community. Though the claim was refuted by astronomers and could be refuted by anyone with a good <laughs> telescope, the rumors were publicized on Art Bell's paranormal radio talk show, Coast to Coast AM. These claims inspired a San Diego UFO cult named Heaven's Gate to conclude that the world would end soon. The world did indeed end for 39 of the cult members who committed suicide so on March 26, 1997. That is That's very so sad. sad. But yeah, and then it just talks a bit more. Uh, Nostradamus, Y2K. And then May 5th, 2000. This, that was the one with like the Arctic mass. Since, since Y2K didn't happen, they were like, this Arctic mass is oh, going yeah. to destroy us and then that didn't also did not happen but those are the ones i pulled up that were like contemporary examples because i especially remember mm-hmm. Haley's comet and yeah um, i remember that one too i love the the prophet hen, prophet hen. <laughs> i also located a real dumb site yes. which is my favorite thing to do um this one appears as if it was also made in tripod i'm not sure i can't remember where exactly i found this at sorry um but it is called exit m u n d i dot n l exit exit the exit world Mundi. wow dot n l and it's uh, a collection of the end of the world scenarios and when you click enter there's all kinds of little things you can click there's so <laughs> the many font things at the top the font yeah it's it's it's, it's a lot enter you know it's a legit website when you have enter. to push enter to get in Yes, and it's got a timeline down here. Yeah, there's a Borg. (laughs) R.I.P. Oh my god, Um. these are amazing. (laughs) Whoosh. So I clicked, I I was interested in the one that says meow, 
And I found that one very interesting because I do work at a wildlife center and basically they are saying that we are going to end the world because we are like destroying animals in the planet, which there is like a very obviously credible um, thing called One Health where it's like we need to take care of animals in the planet and therefore take care of ourselves. So I do think that's the most likely thing that's going to happen is we are going to drain this planet dry and therefore die. But that one's not as fun. I like the Borg which is uh, supposed to happen in 2040 and literally just says in Star Trek, the Borg are going to come <laughs> and, and uh, assimilate us all. So that's oh a legitimate theory. I appreciate it. So they, they break it down like the Borg one. That's, it's going to happen in 2040. We are going to get cyborged because there are, it says already, there are many experiments with simple implants being inserted into people's oh brains. Most of them are there for our health. The implants bring back some hearing or even some eyesight or cure you from terrible conditions like depression or extreme phobias. But some implants have a more luxurious function. They connect you to your brain in order to make you move your artificial limb if you have to happen to be missing one. Or they make you control the cursor of your computer by mind control if you're paralyzed. Most experts agree that's just the beginning. Eventually, we will see more and more implants. Need to learn Greek? Just have a cyber doctor plug a tiny chip into your brain. A cyber doctor. Cyber doctor. Want better eyesight? The doc will upgrade your visual cortex a bit. Vision 2.2. And so on. Of course, these are exciting good things. But there's a downside. Computer hardware isn't going to be the only thing that's entering your brain. Along with it, the web, capital W, enters your mind. Yeah, so then you're going to get assimilated with technology and... It's like part yeah. one, we I, are being cyborged. Part two, we are being assimilated. Part three, I, we are being bored. I, hate, I clicked on this one just because it seemed like something that I hate. It's called. It said scrunch, scrunch. It said the gray goo theory, which I've heard of before, which is really upsetting. It says, um, oh, yeah. gray goo. So if we, more or less, if we make, if we make self-replicating nanomachines, it says. If a nanofactory can be programmed to create a cheese sandwich out of atoms, why wouldn't it be able to create new nanofactories? This is, in fact, is exactly the way it would Uh-oh. be, at least according to nanopioneers like K. Eric Drexler. Let's face it, it's a hell of a job to build a nanomachine by hand. It would be much easier to make nanomachines that are capable of copying themselves, much in the way DNA molecules replicate themselves. Nanoscientists claim it is even essential for nanomachines to be self-replicating. Since they are so tiny, we would need millions of them to be of any use. It would take a lifetime to make them all by hand. Nanofactories are thus, by definition, von Neumann machines, devices capable of creating new copies of themselves. But there's a nasty downside. What will such a self-replicating nanomachine do if you carelessly tossed it away? You guessed it, it would go on grabbing all atoms within reach, rearranging them into copies of itself. And the copies would make more copies of themselves, and those copies would make even more copies of the copies of the copies, and so on. So, within only 72 hours after the release of the first molecular nanomachine, every single atom on Earth would be used to create new nanomachines. In other words, all plants, animals, humans, cars, buildings, and even rocks would have been eaten up by a vast, exponentially growing army of invisible nano devices, and then and turn everything into gray goo. <laughs> Ew. Uh, hate that. Don't like that. That's awful. That's awful. 
Oh, okay. Well, that one's uncomfortable yeah. and I hate I mean, it. The, I mean, that one seems less possible than like nature collapsing, which it's like already collapsing. There's also one, if you look at the timeline for 2020, that's just called Oops. Oops! Um, and the theory is, all right, so accidents happen, but the accident that happened today is a rather awful one. Scientists triggered the end of the universe by mistake. Um, So they're just saying that... S- it's like it's like a story like as if it really happened the i love fonts, this the fonts um, are unfortunately the oddballs of sci- they mentioned scientists in the 1990s who are just oddballs and they said unfortunately the oddballs were right today during an experiment in high energy physics the inconceivable happened the experiment triggered what scientists call a quantum vacuum collapse and one second later the dreaded phenomenon has wiped out all matter on the planet the world with everything and everyone in it has simply ceased to exist. But that's not all. Traveling at the speed of light, a huge wave of destruction sets out from where the Earth used to be. Like the shockwave of a bomb exploding, it flings off in all directions. And everywhere it passes, it brings about mayhem and destruction. Boom, there goes the moon. Slam, that was the sun. Spat! Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, all gone. The shockwave never stops. So, apparently, scientists... This year are going to destroy the planet. Just so you know, FYI, they're going to create a giant vacuum in space. These are these are really great. I don't know. I just love the stupid websites. It's ridiculous. It's so good. What is the one that just says fuck? Oh, this is where we can't reproduce oh. anymore. That's like the plot oh, yeah, of Children yeah. of Men, isn't it? That's an interesting theory and I think is valid and would probably happen eventually. Like evolutionarily. Yeah, yeah. Like stop destroying the planet. This is a very funny website. I know. Is it the best? It reminds me of like old. It is. I mean, PC it says games yeah. It says it was made in two thousand. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. They did not update it. It was just made in two thousand. Yeah. There's a theory that we are going to start de de evolving, I guess, and just <laughs> cease to exist. That's going to happen like after 2050 okay. or so, I guess. Fair. I feel like we're I mean, already de evolving. We'll still be around, I guess. It's true. But I don't want to be yeah. around for that. That sounds not fun. Can we push can we push that one back a little bit, please? There's the theory that the magnetic field of the earth is going oh, to like yeah. flip or something and like go haywire. Yep. So this is just a great little collection. And again, it's exit M-U-N-D-I.nl. There's just so much to explore on here. They have all of the religion theories down there. Ooh, they they list oh, Ragnarok rather than it being like only Christianity. You know, the world turns into a vast smoking battlefield featuring a wo- uh, wolf with a mouth as big as the sky and a giant with a burning sword and a nice tree. Isn't that yeah. exciting? That would be that would be the way I would like for the world to end. That's would be the most interesting, I feel like, out of all these options. Yeah, it's just it's just a good time. The sun burning out. I don't know. What do you think is the most plausible thing that's going to happen? I don't know. Like, as far as the end of the world. I think we're just going to destroy the planet. And we won't be smart enough to actually know how to leave the planet. So we're just going to all perish. And yeah, like, I mean, the hope is that we'd be it. smart enough to, to leave. But... I just, I don't I don't think, think we are, we're, our priorities are not on that. No, and like a lot of us, a lot of us mean well, a lot of us want the world to be better and want things to get better, but then there's people, you know, like Trump that just are like, we don't need the climate change thing. I'm like, we do, we need that, 
We do need that. <laughs> yeah, we need the we need the earth to be functioning so we can yeah. hang out on it. Gosh, there's the theory that t- like space and time will just keep expanding and we'll keep going. Yeah. Like we'll just like fizzle out because we won't be able to sustain ourselves, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. Yeah, it, I feel like p- humans are going to be we have all these fun apocalypse scenarios that are all like exciting and full of like bizarre things that'll happen like plagues and comets and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, it's probably going to be humans. I feel like it probably won't help when we have like a volcano erupt. <laughs> like, I don't think that'll help, but the people killing each other is probably what's going to make it worse. Yeah, it's true. Um, the other thing I looked up that was more contemporary was um, the blind seer Baba Vanga. Yeah, I love Baba Vanga. She predicted so, Baba- predicted some things, like re- recent things, right? Or like they think she did. Yeah. Well, let's let's read about her. One of them I, has I find to be right, even by accident. Like one of them has to be. You know, <laughs> even she's gonna get you spread a wide yeah. net. You're gonna catch one something them, eventually. One of them Come has Baba. To be right. Um, so Baba Vanga is hailed as the Balkan Nostradamus by her followers due to her supposed powers of foresight. So what they, the article I looked up talked about specifically what she predicted in 2020. Um, but her prophecies, she posthumously shot to international fame in the year 2000. Okay, here we talk about her history a little bit. After the sinking of the Russian submarine came to pass, an event some conspiracy theorists claim she foretold... So evidently she foretold about the Russian submarine sinking in 2000. Um, She's also apparently able to contact the dead and people visit her to talk to their dead relatives. Mm, That's cool. Her followers claim she predicted 9-11, that she predicted the 2004 tsunami in Thailand and the 2008 election of President Barack Obama. Interesting. Okay. On top of her supposed powers of foresight, Baba Vanga's supporters believe the blind woman who lived in the village of Rupite, Bulgaria, had the power to communicate with the dead, which we already talked about. I don't know why you repeated that. So what about her? So she died in 1996. So she predicted things about 2020 before she died. She predicted the fiery demise of the world. <laughs> Which would happen in the year 5079. So she overshot. Oh, yeah. She overshot that. She was just like, I'm going to be dead by now. Like, I'm just going to say this is when the world's going to end. Whatever. We're going to push this far out so that way she doesn't have to delay it or come back to it. She's she's good. We will have destroyed ourselves by then. It's fine. Um, She did not specify how the world would end or what would lead to the end. She just predicted that it would happen in the year 5079, specifically. All right, well, we got a while, everyone. Sit back and relax. Relax, it's fine. Um, she, the Her believers are convinced that Baba Vanga foresaw an assassination attempt on President Vladimir Putin. Oh, interesting. According to Charlotte Dobra of the Information Overload YouTube oh. channel. The attempt on Mr. Putin's life would will unfold at some point, at some date in the future in Europe. Some date in the future. Um, we will. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will try to kill him. But apparently she came up with a detail that it will happen. He'll be attacked by a member of his own security team. So that's pretty specific. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. There's also another psychic they talk about briefly, Mr. Hamilton Parker, hmm. who apparently contradicted this and said he didn't see that. <laughs> oh, no. They're um, getting, there's like infighting. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, they're like, mm, I don't know. I didn't see that, but sure, whatever. 
This guy also said he predicted the Hong Kong riots some time ago. I also spoke of a revolution in China. 2020 will see further clashes in Hong Kong with new riots in the Chinese mainland. Faced with the overthrow of government, they will agree to sweeping changes which will happen a few years after 2020. No one no one got so the Baba Rona, huh? thinks- No one got that one? No, didn't talk about the Rona, no one, though. No could have huh? really, could have just said some bad stuff happened, and then it would have been like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No one was like, wow, 2020 is going to be gonna be real bad. Just hope you're ready. No one said that. Everyone's just like, yeah, it's fine. Just say it's bad. Um, based on Baba Vanga's prophecies of the future, a powerful tsunami could strike Asia 16 years after the tragedy of the 2004 tsunami. Um, so he, I guess she predicted another tsunami. And then dis- a disastrous wave will sweep through parts of Pakistan, Japan, China, and Indonesia. Okay. Environmental disasters will ha- unfold across the world in 2020. As they 20- do. Yes, as they do. 2020 will see many earthquakes. In particular, Japan and India will see major quakes that will cause disruption to the Summer Olympics. Oh, there's, the Summer Olympics aren't happening! <laughs> Maybe by earthquakes, they meant (laughs) disease. Um, The USA will also experience earthquakes, serious volcanic activity on a small island. I cannot identify where. Urgent evacuation. But, oh, okay. So despite being known as the Balkan Nostradamus, Baba Vanga has only said, is only said to have had a success rate of about 85%, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a solid number. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a solid number. Ba- oh, God. They said Baba Vanga's followers also claim the woman predicted the rise of ISIS in the Middle East and Barack Obama's election. Baba Vanga did, however, claim the first African-American president of the U.S. will also be the last, is what it says in here. Um, I mean, that's that's still up for debate, like, because I could say right now our president isn't great. So would you really consider nope. him a president? Not really. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was our last good president. Or at least, like, a person who could put together good sentences. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently Baba Vanga was semi-illiterate and predicted all these things with 85% accuracy. Wow. She predicted that in 2028, mankind will fly to Venus to search for new sources of energy. And that by 2130, civilizations will live underwater with the help of aliens. Yeah, that's my so that's something to look forward to. 85% chance that she's got that right. That, well, yeah, that we're going to be that how statistics work? with the help of aliens. So I guess if we can't go to space, they're going to be like, just go, go, go yeah. under the water. Which that at least buy us. I watched that movie underwater, us, and I would not go under there. buy us some time, right? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of, like, opportunity down there. But I'm also very scared of the ocean. Yeah. Like, I saw... There's I saw Abyss shit down when there. I was too young. The Abyss. It's like an old eighties movie. Oh, The Abyss. Do you ever see The Abyss? No, oh I don't my god, think you so. have to watch. You have to watch it. It's the first like CG monster movie, and it's about aliens, and it's awesome. I thought you were being no, like, really like it's a real movie deep, from the eight, like, or from, like, like I saw The, the Abyss, late 80s, like early nineties, I think. But it's great. Okay, yeah, it's, I will check that out. Yeah, I watched gotta, Underwater. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You guys should watch it. Do it. It's it's good. It's a good '80s alien movie, with a very mm. like sweet message at the end. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I like that. I like how like '80s horror movies in general seem to have like nice, yeah, like a nice environmental outcomes. message near the end. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go in the ocean. It's really scary. Uh, I don't. There's stuff down there. You don't know. Very large things. Yes. Yeah. 
You don't want to disrupt the Earth's core down there. There's ocean noises. That's how you get Pacific Rim. Uh, uh, Yeah. Ocean noises. Those messed me up. Those were scary. Oh, I hate that. Like, yeah. It's, there's, Godzilla's down there. It's like, it's a bad time. Don't, don't do it. Cthulhu and stuff. It's no, true. You should, watch, you should watch The Abyss. It's great. Um, the bloop. No. That's so scary. The bloop. <laughs> so I don't know that I like Baba Vanga's prediction that we're going to go underneath the water. I refuse. I will not. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That doesn't seem seem like a good idea. The other thing I, I just looked up like other instances of apocalyptic predictions going wrong. And I just really love that one of them is is uh, coined as the great disappointment. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one, which the it's the Millerite movement, which was the reaction that followed Baptist preacher William Miller's proclamations that Jesus Christ would return to the earth by 1844. Oh. And they just coined this but, the great that disappointment. Is a disappointment. That is a great disappointment. <laughs> it's it's so much. Like they also like had this really cool prophetic chart that someone illustrated. They had to deal with their shattered expectations and considerable criticism and violence from the public because they were just like so gung ho about the world ending and Christ returning. So yeah, that was that was the great disappointment, which I thought I like that one, and then I like the prophetic. That's hen, gonna be the that's gonna be like, the name of my biography, the great disappointment. Yes, the great dis- that's <laughs> that's just the title of my journal. The great disappointment. Like, it's true. <laughs> Oh. too much oh man so that was i feel like you brought more to the table no, today that was i just great. found that website, like dumb website i could look at that website for hours not only does it give me that nostalgic itch but it like it's just it's so ridiculous yeah like there's one theory on here if you click the one that's humdy dumb it's uh humanity is just going insane oh yeah we're just all gonna go crazy and that's that's it yeah we also learned what ghost dance was which i still think is amazing that is the coolest thing i kind of want to like i wonder if you google yeah. it if you get it. the guy who made up just... ghost dancing or not made it up but you know saw it and it was be- believed it uh he had a vision during a solar eclipse and it was reported what? not his first time experiencing a vision and he received training from an experienced holy man under his parents guidance he was known throughout mason valley as a gifted and blessed young leader preaching a message of universal love he often presided over circle dances, which symbolize the sun's heavenly path across the sky. That's a nice. Really he cool. He was given the ghost dance and commanded to take it back to his people. So, I i mean, it obviously didn't work, but he tried. Ooh, the, the Library of Congress has a YouTube video of a Sioux ghost Whoa, dance. That's so cool. I will drop a yeah. link. If I you are that. listening and you want to look... Just look up the Library of Congress's YouTube channel and you'll be able to check it out. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Uh, also, yeah, Flupton Brosbaum. Unfortunately, the ghost dance movement led to the Wounded Knee Massacre. Well, because they wanted their land back. And then everyone was yeah. like, oh, nope, we're colonists. Guess you can't. So it's very sad. But yeah, it's 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 really it's fascinating, though, as tragic as it is. Um, oh, yeah, there was a song by The Doors called that. Well, sad, sad American history aside. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your medieval ones because I'm interested yeah. in that. Well, I this this is a long. It's like a 300 page book, but like I said, very cool that you can read it for free on Google Books. This just gives us a little quick 
just definition of what the apocalypse is. So I'm just going to read that so we can just learn a bit of... I, I really like word dichotomy and like where words come from. Because I feel like we can learn a lot from our past, from where a word originated from. Like where it like evolved. So like how did this word end up meaning what it means? So apocalypse, the word, proceeds from the Greek word for revelation. Originally referred to a physical uncovering or unveiling that by the first century AD had developed semantically to incorporate the concept of the divine revelation of erstwhile hidden matters, including the hidden meaning of history at the end of time. And I thought that was the coolest thing. The hidden meaning of history cool. at the end of time. Like that's that's the apocalypse is like, and that's kind of, I think, what is like our in our brain as like our lizard brain. We're kind of because we've developed these thinking brains, we search for meaning. So the apocalypse is still us trying to find meaning in our existence, which is the hidden meaning of history at the end of time. That's too deep. That hurts my brain <laughs> because it's like history. When you reach the end of time, looking back at history, it's like you could have probably. What's the meaning? Helped yourself sooner. What's the meaning? Well, and it's like, yeah. Well, the meaning is like, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Like, because like, what does it what mean? What does everything mean? Yeah. What is history? Because there is no history at the yeah, end. Exactly. So what is it? I know <gasps> it hurts. That's like when I have to, that's when I think about death. Like I can't, like if, I, like what if, what if I was dead? Like I can't do that. I'll just like fall into I know. an abyss. Like can't. Um, and here it says the richness of the vocabulary surrounding the pre-modern and modern apocalyp apocalyptic offers a sense of the complexity, obviously, as well as the centrality of the subject under investigation. Apocalyptic expectations and apprehensions do not appear solely during periods of widespread natural and human disasters. Although those events certainly provide fertile ground in what the seeds of the apocalyptic may germinate. As is known, fears of the imminent end of, the day of days were common during the turn of both the second and third millennia, as well as times when the calendar did not reset. Pretty much it was popular all the time, and I really do think it's because that it's... It's people trying to find meaning again. It has to do with, like, trying to understand the purpose of everything. Ugh. Wouldn't that be nice if we knew that? Right? <sighs> yeah, and then there's a bunch of things. There's a bunch of, like, primary sources in here. It is, this is a long, I'm probably, I want to go back and actually, like, read this whole book. Because it's, it's got great, great resources, some great articles, blah, blah, blah. I will link you the book in the notes, but it's it's awesome. It's a really really interesting book. That is, I I would yeah. definitely want to read that. I feel and like the book I could be using my time it was, to learn. It was written in twenty. It's a it's a selection of articles from different uh, medieval scholars written in twenty sixteen, and it's a uh, again it's pretty long called a companion to the pre modern apocalypse. <laughs> oh God, which I think is also a great name. If you want, if you want to read. The Companion to the Pre-Modern Apocalypse. It is free. Free knowledge. There is free knowledge on the internet. How do we have so much free knowledge? And people can be so dumb. <laughs> can I just, like, ask <laughs> that real quick? How is there so much Completely free. free knowledge on the internet? And yet people... God, it's just... It's mind-boggling. It really is mind-boggling. It's truly. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cat, cat sub. That is actually... That's my favorite apocalypse theory in chat cat sub said how about the theory that the world already ended and we're in a simulation that one hurts my brain to be totally honest what theory <laughs> it's I, true that one hurts my brain so bad because 
I God, I read like some article a while ago about how it's most likely that we're in a simulation because if 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 we assume society evolved like we do, by the time they reach you know the computing power that we do and it starts with that exponentially increasing, that there is no way to stop it, and then eventually the the pretty much the 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 trajectory of evolution is creating a simulation that is so complicated it's as complicated as the universe. So what happens is it's just a cycle of just creating universes. Are they real? Are they fake? We, I mean, our universe could be a hyper-advanced game. We don't know. And, oh, and there was another thing I read where it was saying that the, the um, pretty much the way that our physics works or something like that, there's like some indication like that it's not all like on the level and there's some parts that are weird, like dark matter and things like that. We don't know what they are. So it might be proof that we're in a simulation. Because we don't know what it is, and it's, like, a thing that we can't figure yeah, out. Yeah, and that math can't make it work, so, like, we just think it's... Well, how can this... So, what kind of what kind of math is making the simulation? I don't know. Like, is this <laughs> super math? Super math? I can't... I mean, I don't even know. I'm, like, I'm bad at basic math, so I don't know about super math. I need a calculator to do the most basic things yeah. at all times. Like, sometimes I'm in the shower, and I'm, like, what is 4,000 divided by 24? And I literally can't tell you. I can't tell um, you. I wouldn't even... I need the calculator. There's no way I could do that. That's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> um, anyway, see, I'm gonna... Let's see. Yeah, the simulation hypothesis. Oh, there's a new book on it. Oh, we gotta get this book. <gasps> it's new? How new? Um, hold on. How new is this book? How, How new, new are, are you? you? Should say. Doesn't look that new. Does it say one? Well, those are the best ones though that are like oh, twenty twenty. No, the cover looks like it was made in two thousand one. Yeah, is, is it like a two thousand one no, cover? Because that's it, my the favorite. The cover looks like it's from two thousand one, but the book is from twenty nineteen. So as a, the simulation hypothesis, an MIT computer scientist shows why AI, quantum physics, and Eastern mystics all agree we are in a video game. Ah, no! Oh my god, I need to read this book. That's awesome. Oh, there's also a uh, a video, a little short documentary, I guess, called The Simulation Hypothesis on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Um, it says, are we living in a virtual reality? The Simulation Hypothesis examines the latest scientific ideas about the fundamental nature of reality, appearances by top thinkers, Max Tegmark, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Paul Davies, James Gates, and many more. Science has never been so much fun. <laughs> is that fun? It says the simulation hypothesis is the idea that our physical reality, far from being a solid physical universe, which again, most atoms are just force. They're not actually physical things, mostly, is part of an increasing sophisticated video game-like simulation where we, we have multiple lives consisting of pixels with its own internal clock run by some giant artificial intelligence. <laughs> uh, and it says simulation theory. Yeah, here it is. Sim simulation ex theory explains some of the biggest mysteries of quantum and relativistic physics, such as quantum inter inter indeterminacy. I can read. Parallel universes and yeah, the right. integral nature of the speed of light. Ugh. Well, I hate that. I don't. I don't. I like don't like it. it. I don't know if I want to read that. <laughs> I feel like I'd be uncomfortable. I like reading things about like. This gets me thinking. Like I'd love to do one about because I have the, I have a book and I can't think of what it's called, but about like string theory and and multiple realities existing simultaneously. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Kind yeah. Of stuff. I love. 
That's but also I hate. <laughs> I know. It's 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 a love hate relationship for sure. And that's I don't know. Oh god, that hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. Do you ever think about if time travel is a thing? And so if you could travel through time, any point in time for you would be like now because you could go to any point in time and that be your right. now. So like if in that case, all points in time are meaningless, right? Like time is meaningless and everything is happening all at the same time because time is just like a thing we created to be able to like track the things that are happening to us and understand them, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I feel like the simulation theory is totally true. I don't know like why we would be in a simulation. I feel like... If we were in a simulation, then again, like time travel would be possible because we're it's a simulation. Yeah, you could be you could be placed in any yeah. point in time. But what was the point of the I have literally not watched The Matrix in a bajillion years. What was the point of being inside the Matrix? I just rewatched was all like, three of them. And it was Okay, tell me. The point <laughs> was that they the alien the not aliens, they were the AI that humans made. Humans were batteries. Uh So they kept humans in these, like, tanks because the humans were creating electricity for them. Wouldn't we be shitty batteries? Like, we get sick and, like, not function very easily. Just make real batteries. Yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, it's not a a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of (laughs) cringy. How are there three of those? Um, like, were they good? They're fine. Know. You should rewatch them. The first you should, I mean, okay, maybe I'll do yeah, that. I, it was worth a rewatch for sure, but it's just like, it's like a slap in the face of the nineties. Like you're just like, right. Oh, that's yeah. Fun, you're just though. like, ah, oh, my face. This is a lot of the nineties in one. Remember that? Remember skateboarding? You know, remember when and... wearing a, a plastic trench coat in public was socially acceptable? I feel like that's coming back though, like the the clear jet, oh, yeah, like the yeah. clear things, clear backpacks. I do I like, uh, yeah, like I do stuff. think that's fun. Interesting. You remember the large flip phones? Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss I miss uh flip, like sliding keyboard phones. I don't know. Side oh, note. it says Saddle Magician said the original pitch for the Matrix is that the robots used human brains as organic processors, but was turned down by the studio for sounding too nerdy. Make them batteries. Oh, well, that actually makes sense. Oh, that would have been so yeah. Cool. Then they're processors. That makes way more sense. Of course, of course, they said that too nerdy. Too nerdy. You're making the Matrix. Well, who do you think? Yeah, you it's the are? Matrix doll. Like <laughs> again, people were wearing trench coats and they were hackers. What are you? Oh my god! What are you like? Okay, wow. Well, I feel like I should have watched The Matrix to prepare for this because that counts as like, yeah, living in a simulation. I don't know. I mean, that's not the oh, end of the god. world technically. That's more or less the nature of existence. It's the end of the world as we know it because we wouldn't be able to function and have free will and stuff. It's, we would just be in a simulation and not. That's like an end of the yeah. Wait, what constitutes the end of the world then? Is it if it explodes or is it when we lose our, like, ability to have free will and be human beings and exist? Would that be considered the end of the world? I don't know. What is it? I mean, I feel I was going by the Judeo-Christian apocalypse end of the world because I found that to be my biggest wheelhouse considering all my medieval study stuff. So I was like, there, I'm going to go with the traditional 
whether or not the when the Christians say that the end of the world is going to happen, the like trumpets blaring and the four horsemen and all of that. And I feel like that's the, I don't know, one of the more fun ones because those are always like involved like demons and like, you know, floods and bad stuff happening versus like the sun's just going to explode. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I guess like fundamentally what, is considered the end of the world could differ depending on the scenario because I would consider losing free will and being forced into a simulation because you're a battery for an alien the end of the world because that's not the world it's not like a a planet filled with like sentient creatures that can exist however they please anymore it's just literally an energy source the world has ended and become an energy yeah. source for something else I mean technically yeah the world hasn't ended but human world ended yeah. So, yeah. Do we consider human world or like the world blowing up? I don't know. And also, if we all move off of the Earth and move to another planet, right? Has the world ended? That reminds or are me. We, are we the world, or are humans this the world? This brings me to a really great episode of Doctor Who, where I think it's oh. the I think it's the ninth Doctor. I'm pretty sure it's the end of the world, and everyone is watching the Earth explode. <laughs> It's like all of these like aliens and a human who human evolution has turned us into like just flat things. She's just like a piece of skin. She's the last human alive. Oh, and she I've just has to say moisturize me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like the last but like they all just sit there and just watch the earth explode to ancient earth music, which I believe was Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I never watched as much Doctor Who as I should have because it seems like it's a lot I of mean, fun. I mean, him and like David Tennant and were awesome. Like I haven't watched it since then, but those were great episodes. Um, but I love those episodes because it was just like, what a concept is like, here's the super future watching the earth explode. They're literally watching the earth end and the last human is just a flat piece of skin. <laughs> Ugh. I think that the world ending film that gives me the most anxiety that i can remember is melancholia that movie seen that fucks me up like it's like people being shitty people because it's by um that director who did antichrist um so he does i feel like he does a lot of exploration of like the unsavory parts of the oh, human yeah. psyche but so there's a lot of that and then like the whole thing is like these this family these people are at, like stuck in a house and this um they just exist while they're being told that this they're just like watching this um comet or whatever it is like approaching the earth so it, they you could see it you can see it coming and it's on the no. news and just like we're fucked like you just i mean yeah what else we, in, what like, else a couple days do? yeah so they're just like hanging out and then eventually it like they go outside and it hits the earth and Whoa. then it's over but it's like can you imagine just sitting there and having to watch having to watch it like approach the earth and knowing that everything's that about sucks. to end like it just messed me up to watch that movie yeah that sucks i'd say i'd recommend watching it but i don't know <laughs> i'm not too sure on that but it's i mean it's worth watching once i feel like but it is very like it gives you that hardcore existential dread yeah that's like oof. yeah because what can we do i mean it's not going to be like armageddon the movie which you should also rewatch if you haven't rewatched that one have you rewatched armageddon recently yeah, is that the Bruce one Willis? that, why am I having a brain fart, where they go and they, like, drill uh -huh. into the asteroid? Yeah. That's the one, like, when, I told you, remember when I got, like, 
last year I got a fever of like 104 and I was delusional and I was really pissed off that I couldn't watch Men in Black on Netflix. So I was like, just give me the next best thing. Give me Armageddon. For yes. some reason I was like, I can't get Men in Black so I'm going to watch Armageddon. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I was like really delusional. It's didn't help. Didn't improve the no. film at all. It was still bad. <laughs> no. And somehow they make it back home. Like. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. Like, all right. A Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith you know, whatever. plays a lot because that one girl's his daughter, I think. Yeah, because she's in Lord of the yeah. Rings. That yeah, lady. yeah. That lady. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 90s movie logic. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Liv Tyler. 90s music. Movie logic. Anyway. Yeah. I don't want to close I love 90s my movies. eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. That was like I feel like because I've missed you, babe, and I don't want to. That was miss like eighth thing. grade, eighth grade homecomings <laughs> song. I feel like was that fucking song, and I can't like so oh bad. Oh boy, yeah. The stream is now a karaoke stream. We're all gonna sing the Armageddon song. No. <laughs> I'm uh, I quit. Jackson, you're saying he loves that song, and it slaps. He does not actually. He's full of shit. He's lying. <laughs> Lies. Anyway, well, I feel like I feel like okay. I was gonna say something else about like a comet hitting the Earth or like existential dread. Um, there was something else I was gonna mention besides melancholia, and I can't remember what it was now. I feel like the worst thing that could ever happen would be. Oh, I was going to tell you the story about the time I thought the world oh, okay, was ending. Sure. Like, I literally thought it was right. happening. Did no. I ever tell you the story? Okay, it was, it's, I don't think, I think about this time a lot because I've never been as scared <laughs> as I was in that exact moment. Like, literally thought the world was ending. Because I come from Virginia. I live in a valley in between a bunch of mountains. Like, I'm surrounded completely by mountains. Don't get tornadoes here. Do not have tornado sirens. You can see where okay. this is going. I went to college in Memphis, Tennessee, and one day I was walking to class, and this was like the year the Silent Hill okay. movie came out, or like the year after, and they used tornado sirens in that movie. So I'm just like, like whatever, weather's supposed to be bad today, whatever, and I am walking from my dorm, and I have to walk across a main street and into a park, and then my college was in a park. And that main street is always slammed. I usually have to wait at the light for a really long time. And I remember I had like my big drawing, you know, the big like drawing thing that you clip paper to. I can't even think of what it's called. Um, I was like carrying all this crap because I was going to a live drawing and there was no oh, one no. out. It was like completely dark and it was like like 2 p.m., oh, 1, no. 2 p.m. or something. And it's it was dork. And paper was, like, blowing across the street. And I was like, where is everybody? There's no cars out. There's nothing. And then all of a sudden oh, the no! sirens turn on. And I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. What is happening? And so I literally run. I would the run, rest of yeah. The way into the park. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know. It's, I've never, the only time I heard that sound, the only thing my brain could connect it to was Silent yeah. Hill. And I was like, I think the world's ending and we're descending into Silent Hill right now. Um, literally thought that for a little while and ran to school and everybody was like, oh, a tornado's coming, go into the auditorium. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. And then we had to hide in the auditorium for a really long time. 
while it I think it I think it did touch down yeah. somewhere that day some, somewhere and then nearby. everyone was like but yes I thought the world everyone was, was like I don't want to close my eyes <laughs> yeah that we were we were in the auditorium and they played that on the the speakers we all we all had a good time we watched arm again while we were in there but literally I thought I was like I can remember just so many things ran through yeah, my head. I was like, scary. is Pyramid Head going to come here and rip my skin off of that's my body? That's scary. Like, are we going to descend into Silent Hill? What's going to happen? And there was literally no one out, too. Because I guess, like, my classmates, I feel like I was either early, I think I was running early, or, like, everybody else got the memo yeah. to stay inside, and I was a dumb baby, and I was like, what's a tornado? I wouldn't like, know what it's, I wouldn't know. Yeah, because it's like I never, I mean, we've had like maybe one time that something's maybe happened here, but being surrounded by mountains, that stuff never, I think it happened once where one ended up in the valley and it like bounced around or something, but like it just doesn't happen here. So that was the scariest moment of my life where I thought the world's getting ending. So I hope nobody experiences that. I thought I was going to pee myself and I just... My instinct was to run and make sure all of my things were okay. I kept all of my things <laughs> in one piece. So, gotta keep those sweet life drawings yeah. and keep, it, keep together it together for the grade. Oh, that's so spooky. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that's those my sirens. Story. Like, um, where I grew up in, I mean, close to LA, like, we would go down in, like, the valley where I was born. They had the old um, raid sirens for, like, World War II <sighs> for, like, in case they were getting bombed. So, I, I've seen them, but I've never heard oh them God. go off. Oh god, it's the worst because it's like starts quiet and you're just like, oh, yeah, and then it gets really loud and you're just like, oh no, I'm going. Guess I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah my I, the most experience I have with end of the world type stuff is earthquakes. Like I, I, that's all I've experienced. I lived through the Northridge earthquake, which was wild. The Northridge earthquake that like collapsed the five freeway and stuff in L.A. That was an intense earthquake, and I wasn't even close to the epicenter. I lived in Lake Arrowhead as a little kid, but I remember the pine trees just, like, swaying like this, like, literally, like, just, like, springs. It was wild. Lots of earthquakes. Were you inside your house? Because that's happened to me, where I've been inside the house yeah. and it happened, and it's scary. Yeah, it's, yeah, lots of earthquakes. Thankfully, though, yeah, no, like... like, big damage where I live, but, like, I had relatives who's, like, walls fell down and stuff like outside walls not inside walls but yeah so that's fun anyway and the world we're okay for now but pretty much the, the point of this episode for that i wanted to get across was that it's been said it's the end of the world a lot <laughs> so most likely we're gonna be okay until the sun explodes or we destroy, or we destroy the, planet. the planet ourselves and that's you know honestly that's we've only got ourselves to blame at blame after that so um I think it's story time. Shall we? Shall it we is story time. I'm ready for stories. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. I don't want to hold. <laughs> I am going to leave this call and not return. Kayla's no longer part of Spooky Saturday. She's decided to leave. <laughs> Just quitting. I don't want to listen. I do want to miss a thing. Okay. I will start us off. I have a, a couple... 
I have two short stories from one okay. person. So I figure I can like read one, you can guess, and then I'll read the next one. And then we'll go to another person if yeah, that works for you. Great. All right. Let me know All when right. you're ready. It's story time, everyone. Remember, the world's not ending. All right. We're all safe. All right, ready. Go. This comes from Austin, um, at Austin on standby on Twitter. So we got two stories here. Um, one is fact and one is fiction. So let me read both and you tell me which is which. Tell me which one's fact and which one's fiction. Right. Um, so story number one. When I was in elementary school, I was really afraid of aliens. The Scooby-Doo movie with the alien invaders traumatized me. This fear was only increased by the aliens that live part-time in my attic. I would hear them through the ceiling in my room when I'd be trying to sleep. Just garbled sounds, but it was in a language completely unrecognizable to me. At first I thought it was TV or something in another room, but why would it be coming from above? Sometimes I'd see a bright light flash outside my window right before the voices started. This would only happen at night, and not every, not even every night, but when it did, it terrified me. I would go wake my parents up and make them check the attic. Every time we'd look up there, there would be nothing but silence, except for one time. It was silent, yes. There was something dark left on the floor of the attic. A scorch mark in the wood. Perfect circle. The next time we investigated the attic, the circle was gone. Eventually the aliens, or at least what I believe them to be aliens, stopped coming. But to this day, just the thought of them terrifies me. What were they doing in my attic? No! That's story no. number one. <laughs> I know. No. No. I'm just going to leave okay. the story on. You tell us story number two. Okay, we'll story vote. number two. In the outskirts of my hometown, hidden in a canyon next to some forested land, there's the ruins of an old dam that broke many years ago. To get to the ruins, you need to take a long, winding road down the canyon and pull over at a specific turnoff. From there, it's just a quick 20-minute hike. Every year, on the anniversary of the dam breaking, at the time it occurred, which was close to midnight, there's a small ceremony held at the top of the ruins commemorating the events and the heroes who helped save lives during the disaster. I used to come to the ceremony each year, and it was almost always the same crowd. There was this old man who always used to recite this poem he wrote about the disaster. Unfortunately, one year, he passed away shortly before the ceremony. It was certainly going to feel weird not to have him there. However, on the night of the ceremony, as we were all hiking up to the ruins together, we saw a familiar figure had already made it up there, the old man. We could see him up there in the moonlight. When we all arrived at the top, he was nowhere to be found. Later in the ceremony, during the moment of silence, we all heard the voice of the old poet reciting the last line of his poem. We all went home visibly shaken after that, and I swear that on the ride home that night, I could hear the sound of the dam breaking behind us as we drove no. up the canyon. Too spooky. Too spooky. Too spooky. One is one is fact and one is fiction. So which one do you think is the fact story, everyone? Do you think that's story number one or story number two? You let me know as well. God, I don't know. I feel like this one's it difficult. Is hard. And either of those could be could be fact. I mean I'm I'm going to say the second one is fact and the first one is fiction, but I do feel like the first one might be true. It just might have been like raccoons or something. <laughs> you know? Raccoons burn, burning a hole. Yeah. Burning a perfect circle into the, the attic floor, Holly? I don't think so. Uh, pyromaniac raccoons. 
Hmm. Okay, so you're voting story number two being yeah. fact, story number one being fiction. Well, and the second story um, also has, I don't know. I mean, they both, I don't know. It's hard. It's too hard. We'll have to see. I don't know. I know. There's. A, it seems very mixed mm-hmm. in the chat. So this is, this is a toughie. I like it. Well, you're wrong, Holly. No! <laughs> Story number one is fact. No, but the but the raccoons, the pyromaniac raccoons. No, it is fact. And story number two may be fiction, but it's definitely inspired by real events. No, there is indeed ruins of an old dam near my town, and there is a ceremony every year around midnight commemorating it. And the old poem poet was real as well. Whoa, that's creepy, and very cool. I like it. I like it. It's a good one. That is, um, that was fun. Well, if they were aliens, they were pyromaniac records. <laughs> I just never want the alien ones to be true because they scare me. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I can't help it. I don't, I don't like aliens. I, I'm just I like, mean, no! I want to like them because I want them to like me, yeah. but they also terrify me. It's true. Ugh. All right. Now, story time. Do we have a who wrote this one? This one comes from Toner. All right. Thank you, Toner. I grew up in a small town in Scotland with its fair share of history, but it's just a wee ways out from Edinburgh, the nearest city, and is relatively suburban and not some quaint village in the Highlands with a Gaelic name. I might have been there. Uh, There used to be an old railway line there but it now serves as a forested walkway and path and is well used by runners and dog walkers, etc. When I was in my early teens, the path was less traveled where now it's seen some care from the local council to make it pretty as the town is basically a tourist trap due to its proximity with Edinburgh. Anyway, my story begins when I was younger and the trail was relatively quiet and was more of a dirt path along the woods rather than a paved trail. I walked up and down there many times and even walked my family dog there regularly. This time I was walking alone in the afternoon for whatever reason when a black dog ran across the path and into the woods. I didn't immediately think it was anything weird, but as I walked along, I saw that the dog had effectively vanished and the place he jumped off the road to was a rock wall dug from when the railway was built. Uh, It was running so fast. Was it running so fast that I just missed it? I continued walking along when I realized there was no owner. It's not uncommon for walkers to have dogs off leads, but normally you see the owner nearby or they call them back when another person shows up. It wasn't until I got home I realized that, yeah, that was some weird event and something was off. This event has stuck with me for a long time, so it was only relatively recently that I learned about the black dog or the Kusith or Sith. I think, I don't know how to say it in, in it's Gaelic. It's C-U Sith. So Kusith, I don't know, that live in the clefts of rock and that I may have had an, in fact, and encountered a fey creature. I always check that spot when I walk past there almost to try and rationalize what I saw and always just a cleft of rock. However, now doing a bit of research on the Kusith, I'm beginning to think maybe I should leave it be. And the legend says to hear it bark three times is so terrifying that one dies from fear. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I, how do I say it? C-U is, I think, a th- I don't know. I didn't take gay like you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't help Kusith. you there. I just am like, yeah, it looks like a word. Kuklin, so Kuklin, something like that. Close. Anyway, I have actually heard of that of the black dog in Scotland. I've actually heard of that story before. 
I've actually read about that because when I was doing all my medieval history studies in Scotland, I read a lot about the creatures there. I just want this one to be true. <laughs> Whether it is or not, I don't know. I just want it to be true because I like it. I wish it was okay, real. Okay, so you're saying fact? Yeah, I just want it to be true because I want I want Scottish fae creatures to be real. The end. Fair. I feel like chat agrees with you. I see a lot of fact. Overwhelmingly like fact. It. Well... You got it. Whoa. This one's real. That's so cool. They said, well, I have no way to prove that this wasn't just a stray dog out for a walk, but this is a true story. That's awesome. I love that. Such a cool story. And it's from my one of my favorite places. Oh, Catchy. I was way off. Thank you, Geraldo. Wow. Google says it's pronounced Would Catchy. Catchy. Catchy? Gaelic's wild, you guys. So, like, I don't. Definitely does not look yeah, like gonna, that spelled it's, out. It's, it's rough, so I apologize to any Gaelic speakers and or S- Scottish people in the chat. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's a good story. Whenever you're ready, I have the next one pulled up. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. This one comes from Finn slash E-E-N-0-K-I. This takes place about five years ago, when I was a junior in high school. It was Christmas break, and I had just gotten Dragon Age Inquisition the night before, and was playing super late, (laughs) sick, into the next morning. Through the night, I kept hearing footsteps go down the hallway and back up. Living with five others, I didn't think much of it, because hey, maybe someone ate something their body didn't agree with and needed to use the bathroom a lot. It was only a little later that I noticed it was more of someone just pacing the hallway, Furthermore, the, the other three housemates were on vacation, so it was only my mom, stepdad, and I in his house. Back then, we had a golden retriever, and usually he's very calm at night. This night, he was whining and whimpering to be let outside my cousin's room, pawing at the door and everything. Things started making more sense to me, and I was getting unnerved over the footsteps and our dog when out of nowhere, our front door sounded like it slammed closed. Uh. At that point, I said, nope, we're going to bed, not dealing with you tonight. The next morning rolls around and my mom and stepdad are outside having a smoke. I sit down on our bench and before I can ask, my stepdad says, Did you hear anything weird last night? I responded, Yeah, it sounded like someone was pacing the hallway and then the front door slammed shut. My stepdad responded, So you heard that too then, okay. I went and checked it out last night and the front door and back doors were locked. I just wanted to see if anyone else heard it since your mom was asleep. No. I responded, yeah, I was up playing Dragon Age. Miles was freaking out in cousin's cousin's room. Then I heard footsteps all night pacing the hallway. Then the door slammed sometime early morning. No! Abrupt end. What do we think? Yeah, that's spooky. I think that's fact. That sounds like fact for sure. I'm going to say. Because that's, I mean, like you said, like corroborated stories, spooky. People hearing things at the same time. Spooky. Very spooky. All spooky. I am seeing some conflict in the Uh chat. Sounds like. Conflict. Some fact and some fiction. Well, this one really did happen. Yes, I knew it. That's a good one. It was just after Christmas and our housemates took a trip to Guam for the week. Miles was more of the house's dog, but he never whined or panicked like he did that night. I ended up taking him into my room for the night so he'd calm down. (sighs) To this day, we still don't know what happened because when my stepdad looked, all our doors were locked downstairs. 
No. Bum, bum, bum. So spooky. This person also sent in a second story, and I can read that one if you'd like. Yeah, go for it. This this second story involves a few friends that I already changed their names. Nice. Privacy is important. One night, I had my friend hide over, and it was me, my mom, stepdad, and him all sitting outside. Somehow, we got onto ghosts and paranormal, and Hyde starts talking about our hallway. Collectively, we've never talked on the hallway, but we all got the same feeling when we go through it at night. Like some person slash thing is following right behind you when you go to the stairs slash bathroom. It just towers over you and follows and acts like it's trying to chase you when you head back to a room. Curious, I asked my other friend Brandon if she ever felt anything through the house through Messenger. And she said she had the same experience the three of us have had. The only thing I held back from telling them all is that I've seen it. There was a time when it was overwhelming and I glanced over to where the stairs were as I was stepping into my room. And it looked like some white humanoid crawling up the last step and darting towards me. Hard pass. (laughs) What do you think? No. Just no. I don't like when things are described as humanoid. No. I'm it's like alien. not here for it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just... The last one was fact, so I'll just say this one's fact. Oh, so why not? Looks like fiction in the chat. Yeah, I want it to be false for sure because I hate I hate. That well, too. in this case, a similar event did occur. This one is faction. Oh. So to, to elaborate... We all get this overbearing feeling, and we all opened up on it for the first time that night to each other, but I've never seen it with my eyes. The only thing I've seen here is a tall man with a cowboy hat (gasps) standing up in the hallway, peering down when I was a little kid. That's worse! Ever since since then, I had never liked the house or hallway. We ended up having to move in and share the house when I was 14 because we lost our old house, and my mom's best friend who owns this place offered us to move in and get back on our feet. No. So you saw a shadow person or no, something. No, I don't like that. No. I don't like that either. <sighs> and this, who is this from again? This was from... It was from Fen slash E-E-N zero K-I. So it looks like Enoki. Thank you, Enoki. Fen. Oh, yeah. That was spooky. Those are great yeah, stories, though. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Do we have any more? Do we have any more stories? Oh, yeah. Okay. We have several more. Yay! We're probably not going to get to all, to, all so of them tonight. Stories. Please, if you have anything, yeah, make up something. Send us or do some new. Send it to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com because these are so fun and it's fun to have so many. I'm very happy. I, know, I love I love doing our story time. It's it's excellent. A werewolf. The one story. that I. <laughs> the one that I just sent you comes from Max. Okay. All right. This is a short one. This happened when I was a kid. I was in my house in rural Ohio, sitting in the basement and playing some video games. MechWarrior 3, if you must know. I, I did want to know. For reference, <laughs> the did. basement looked like a long L-shaped hallway with a nook off to the side where my computer was. I was sitting in the nook on my computer when I heard footsteps behind me. I turned around expecting to see one of my parents or my sister coming up. Instead, I saw a figure walk past. It looked just like my mom, but it was pure white, almost as if all the color ah! had been bled from her, as if it was a coloring book picture of my mom. I called out after it passed and, and, it, and emerged to walk to the back of the basement to see where the figure went. Nobody was there. Here's the real weird part, though. That was 20 years ago, and my mom is still alive, even though it looked exactly like her ghost. So what the hell was it? Ooh. 
It was a glitch ghosts. in the simulation. Or ghosts exist outside of time, so they exist at every single moment at any point in time. Because uh, why should no. they be beholden to the, the, the laws of time? <laughs> uh, how are basements allowed? <laughs> yeah, it's true. They also flood a lot. It's like, what's the point? Keep you safe from them tornadoes. That's true. Yeah. Fair. Ew. Ugh. I hate that. That's just, that's a glitch in the simulation, you guys. I hate it. It's your mom's future ghost. I don't know. I'm just gonna say fact, because it's cool. I'm feeling sassy today about my throwing out of the fact. <laughs> yeah. Get it. I'm taking that risk. I'm taking the well, risk. Well, guess what? What? You're right. Ah! This story right. is fact. That's so spooky. I've never heard of a of a coloring book version of someone. Like, that's really weird. It's a future ghost. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, time-traveling ghost. I hate it. Ugh. Yeah, well, maybe ghosts. Do you want to do one, you wanna do one more? Yeah, that one was short. Maybe ghosts exist out of time. Who knows? Send me send me another one. I super do. They could. Ooh, do you want to read another one? Or you can. I don't okay. care. Let me read this because I have it pulled okay. up and it's like, I'm going to have to paste it into multiple pieces. Okay. All right. Thanks, Discord. Yeah, this a mess. All right. This go. one comes from Shannon Thies. Sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Cypher XT on Twitch. When I was a kid around 10 years old, I was at an adventure camp during the summer. We did all kinds of adventure things like hiking, canoeing, and the like. One hot and sunny day, we were swimming in the lake and all manner of floating items were brought to play with. I've always had an affinity for nature, especially water, and love swimming and diving. Playing around in the water, I accidentally ended up diving under a floating arm, fo- floating foam raft. Trying to get back up to the surface for air, I bumped into it. Already being low on air, I started to panic and instinctually kept trying to swim upwards. I quickly ran out of air, and when I was about to give in to the cold dark, I saw a strange adult woman wrapped in a dress of seaweed with big black eyes beckoning me with an unnaturally long finger. A strange calm washed over me, and I swam towards the woman and managed to get back up to the surface, gasping for air. Looking around, no one seemed to have noticed anything, and the woman was nowhere to be seen. Shaken, I got up out of the lake and left to process what just happened. We were in the middle of nowhere in the Swedish wilderness, so the only way to go was into the surrounding woods. After wandering for a while, calming down, I could no longer see the campsite. A small breeze swept through the woods, and I could have sworn I heard my name. I thought it must be one of the adults wondering where I was, so I thought it best to head back. So I turned around and started walking back to camp. But after a few minutes, I walked into a small clearing I could have sworn I had not passed before. In the middle of the clearing, there was a large, perfect circle of mushrooms. These parts of the country still tell old stories about the fairies living in the woods, and most of the stories were not about good fairies. Thinking I'd better not enter the ring, I again turned around to exit the clearing, but when I did, a stronger wind swept in, pushing me towards the ring. That pretty much did it, and my ten-year-old brain panicked, thinking I did not want to be kidnapped by fairies on top of almost dying today. So I ran out the way I entered, which should have been further away from the campsite. But after running for a while, the trees parted and I saw the campsite ahead of me. Again, no one had noticed my absence, and asking around, no one had called my name. Nothing made sense at the time, and I still don't really know what had happened in the forest that day, or how I made it back to camp, and I should have been running when I should have been running further away from it. Oh no. 
spooky mush story? Spooky mush. I don't know. That might be pandering. <laughs> the mush can betray you, Holly. That's pandering. This is fiction. Mush would never betray me. <laughs> never. <laughs> mush would never do that to me. Mush would never do that to me. Mush are loving, good Ooh. friends. It's fiction. It's mush pandering. Well, guess what? You're wrong. No! This one is true. <laughs> through my sign. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, sorry. You love fairies. They're taken by the fairies. It's spooky. So the um, Cypher XT elaborates, this story is true. Everything happened to me, but maybe it was the lack of oxygen that made my brain think up a way to get back to the surface. But since that day, I usually see things in nature that others do not. I am not a strong believer in the supernatural, but I can't shake the feeling that I'm being watched. And that maybe I either owe a life debt to a fairy or they are, for some reason, watching over me to protect me. All I know is that my entire life I've had many moments where I could easily have died, but out of pure dumb luck I did not. So to keep sane, I choose to believe they are watching over me, and in kind, I show my deepest respect to nature. Oh, I love that. The fae are keeping you safe. The fae creatures. That's very sweet. That's so sweet. Wow. That's great. What a wholesome story. That was very good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that should be the one that we end on because it was just so it's wholesome. Very wholesome and also horrifying. Yeah, wholesome but horrifying. I love that though. Oh, I still have never seen a fairy ring of mushrooms. Still have not oh, seen Oh, there's still time. You're gonna you're gonna see one. There's still time. Um anyway, do you have any updates, Kayla, for anything you're gonna be up to soon or you know? apocalyptic dates that we've no, missed or just continuing to promote and help and help with we crowing definitely check that out if you have not it's holly's new website it rules no. it's the kayla best. just wrote an article it. on it about being nice to animals i did if you want to know how to encourage wildlife to like ha- have cohabitate like don't don't touch them but like you can put some stuff in your yard to help them feel safe and give them a good like habitat to exist in and that's really nice yeah. that's up on the website but other than that i'm just hang hanging loose watching wrestling trying you have a patreon? to survive kayla has a patreon I do have a patreon that i have not posted in in a while sorry i need to do that soon um my life's been on fire but patreon.com slash kayla klein is my patreon i promise i'll post something very soon maybe i'll just write you a long journal about what's going on in you my should life do that it's, uh, that sounds cathartic it's very insane i it's been too much but yeah oh, so spectral kittens that. read the article and loved it yay yay yeah it's fun you could do just simple things that you could do. You can get, you can build a bat box so that way bats have a place to live. Bats are very important. Bats are important. And the same for me. I'm just tooting around on the internet, just working on the wheat growing hen stuff. You know, some new stuff coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some stuff I'm excited about. Uh, I think we talked about it before, but we're going to work on a Spooky Scouts game. So we're really excited for that. And I'm, I'm excited to start actually working um, on And your stuff. Patreon and the fact that t- you could talk about your new video that you just oh, put yeah, up. Oh, yeah. I put a mush hunting video. I've been going mush hunting with Saddle Magician and Geraldo Guacamole. We've been going for mush hunts. I've been doing some mush hunts, a lot more nature content, which is really fun. It's also helpful in these troubling times to go out into nature. It's calming. Yeah. Peaceful. Like your, your mush vlog got me like stoked because now I'm like, I ordered a little booklet you can get from the Audubon Society makes more yeah. than bird guides. You can get a mushroom guide from the Audubon yeah. Society. So I ordered one and we get different mush in my area. So I'm excited to kind of go scope the mountains and send them to Holly and like 
get the East Coast mush, get the West Coast mush. Yeah, totally. All the mush. Absolutely. And we can compare mush. Oh, I never went to yeah. saw cedar waxwing today. They're one of my favorite birds. They get drunk off berries and fall out of trees. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, you're still in prime moral time where you live. You could go find morals. Ooh. I have not seen any, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a priority. Bright Phoenix, Blight Phoenix asks, how do you support or send and submit stories to Spooky Saturday? Well, fancy you ask, you send stories to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. And uh, your story could be read on the show. And we love getting your stories. They can be fact or fiction. Make sure to put your name or anonymous if you don't want to be mentioned. And if your story is fact or if it is fiction so that we can guess. Also, we have a coffee. So if you're listening to the Mm -hmm. podcast or you're on YouTube or you're here listening now, we have a coffee for Spooky Saturday that you are welcome to buy us a coffee so that we can continue to pay our wonderful editor, Celeste, (laughs) who makes us sound smarter than we actually are. So I love it. I appreciate it. I need that in my life. I need that confidence boost. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah, well, take care of yourselves. Uh, make sure to keep looking for spooky things. Kayla and I are just going to, you know, keep thinking about Spooky Scout stuff and uh, earn your Spooky Scout badges. And we will uh, yes. see you all next week. Uh, hopefully no other, you know, societal breaking things happens between now and then. But who knows? You know, at least we know it's not the end of the world. <laughs> It's true. We're still here. Uh, are we? Dude, 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 just oh, God. <laughs> Stop. I don't want to hold. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, bye, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at KaylaKlein.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at TrashCoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on twitch.tv slash hollyconrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.